Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Welcome to another episode of Classroom Success 101. And today we are going to continue our talk for all the new teachers out there that are entering the field of education and what to look out for. So recently, um, I had a new teacher reach out to me uh, via Instagram direct message. And she was a brand new teacher that was entering the school year. She apparently she subbed there most of the year, but she was taking a full-time position as a sub and working her way into becoming a full-time teacher. But one of the things that she was struggling with was the classroom management. You know, she said uh, you know, some of her students were out of control. She was struggling with trying to control the classroom. And she wanted me to give some uh, some some tips and advice on some some things that she could do immediately that she could see some kind of impact within the classroom. And some of the things that I talked to her about, and I want to share with you about, especially if you're a brand new teacher and you're coming into the school district you know, mid-year, okay, then, and to come into the school district mid-year is pretty tough, and I've seen this a lot throughout the, uh, the, the school years that I've worked in education, is that typically, for most, school administrators want to get, um, their teachers hired in at the very get-go of the school year, which is totally understandable because you want a teacher to start your students off at the very get-go, the very beginning, and you don't want to be hiring teachers in the middle of the year, but that's ideal. But in the real world, some, some years for some schools... It's a struggle to do that. And, you know, you will have schools that have teachers that either up and leave 
you know, because they they found a new job or um, a new career, or some of them end up getting sick, um, or uh, you know, some of them uh, end up having kids and 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 they're out for six weeks. Okay, so you know the the truth is there are things that happen in the within the year that sometimes opens up positions for uh, a teacher or a full-time sub to come on in within the middle of the year. And that's tough for anybody to come in to the middle of the classroom. I can tell you right now, you know, I I took over a classroom uh, that was in the middle of the year and it was a social skill classroom. And even for me, it was tough because you got to realize one thing is whoever was in that classroom before you either had expectations or they didn't have expectations at all. Or their classroom management skills were really, really good. And you're dealing with kids that understand classroom management and expectations or you might be dealing with kids that basically had free time most of the time within that class. Okay, what whatever it is, there's going to be a change. There's a change within that classroom because you have now entered that classroom. So you're going to have to provide your routines and your expectations. And... Students are going to have to learn a whole new set of expectations um, and routines for that classroom. So, if you end up getting lucky where the teacher or whoever you're replacing had a pretty good system in place, you know, yes, you still need to have your expectations and routines in place, but luckily for you you may have some kids that are used to that and the, the the behavior problems won't be as much of a problem but for most if you're entering into the classroom at the um, get or at the middle of the year it's typically due to the fact that maybe a sub has been in and out of that classroom a teacher has left or they're looking to put you within this classroom um, to make that classroom better because they like your skills and they want that classroom to become more of a success story than what it's been becoming. So this is going to be a tough um, job for you at this beginning, this uh, pivotal moment for your entrance into this new classroom. And so I can tell you this, do not stress as much as you're stressing right now, okay? Um, know that you're going to have the struggle, okay? The, the struggle is going to be there, all right? And this is one thing that I was telling Brooke, who was the new teacher um, that was entering into the classroom that was kind of struggling with some systems that she needed to 
put in place and it wasn't the fact that she didn't she wasn't refusing to do this it was the fact that she didn't know what she didn't know at the time and she did an amazing job of reaching out for help and that is one thing that I recommend everybody do is to to reach out for help and recommendations when you feel like you're struggling the 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 answers are there and that's one thing that I've explained to um, some of my kids in some of the social skill classes is that every problem has a solution it's just trying to find what that solution is and you know I've even talked about this when we talked about studying some of the uh, the greats and what their blueprint blueprint was to success and in my social skill classes because we are analyzing um, the success of others and one of their biggest things that they talk about again is go to goat mountain which is greatest of all times or seek out mentors and this is exactly what I was telling um, Brooke was you know just because you might have a mentor and we mentioned this on the other uh podcast was that you also need to find other mentors within your uh industry you know within your within the teaching field because there's all sorts of good ideas that are out there that people can help you with So, um, you know, Brooke reached out and asked for help, which was awesome. And I advise anybody that needs help to do so. There are times that I need help with things that I reach out and get, get the help that I need. So one of the very first things that I can tell you as a new teacher entering, uh, the field or, Um, within maybe the middle of the school year is the fact that it's going to be tough, okay? It's just going to be tough. You got to go in, and these kids don't know you, okay? They might be used to seeing different people going in and out of their classroom, all right? And so you, you have to establish yourself up front as the person that's going to, um, be there every day and provide them routine so that is exactly what my advice to you is to start developing your expectations okay Um, develop those expectations and get those out there that that is the very first thing that I feel like is the blueprint the backbone to any classroom is expectations. Um, the other thing with it is voice level charts. They're a must. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how much these voice level charts work. You, you have to break those voice level charts down. And this is one thing that I told um, Brooke about was get those uh, voice level charts in there. Talk about those voice level charts. You have to provide routine. I know one of the things that 
um, for me is when when kids come into my class, voice level is at a zero. They know what voice level zero is. Okay, voice level for my class at a zero is no talking. You know, I, I definitely give them time to talk, but um, as a new teacher or somebody new entering the field within the middle of the year, even as a sub, is establish those voice level charts to have those and explain those expectations to those kids. Also, you're going to have to reinforce those expectations. Um, one of the biggest things that um, I've, I've looked at over the years of being a behavior specialist and I've seen over the years of working in multiple school districts is every time we sit down and we we write out a behavior intervention plan or we provide some kind of reinforcements, not all of the teachers, but a good majority of the teachers struggle in that area because most of them think that these students should be expected to show the proper behavior. And I can tell you right now, even my best students in the class need expectations. I mean, even the, 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 the ones that are making the straight A's, they will still have typical behavior problems that are shown amongst their appropriate age level peers. And you have to provide expectations and routines for all kids. I mean, and, and, and that's one thing that I've looked at, especially within the classroom, now that I'm in the classroom, providing uh, social skills at a tier one level, which I cannot tell you how important that is for all schools to be providing some kind of um, uh, social skill classroom that all kids get access to. That, that should be, especially when you are in a Title I low economic school, that should be a mandatory. You know, we come in and, and we talk about, um, uh, well, kids need to know their math and their reading and their writing and all this stuff, which I agree, they do need to know that. But we, we, for some reason, we forget about social skills and the importance of social skills. And we, we think that, well, the parents should be doing that. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that statement. I agree that parents should be doing that. But when you're working in um, some tough schools, and kids are going to come to you how, how their environment is. And if their environment lacks uh, routines, well, they're going to make their own routine up because that's what they're, they're, used to be, they're used to doing. So it is our jobs to go in and establish those routines, consistent routines, okay? I can't just have like one warm-up in the morning and then the next day not have a warm-up. Like, I, I have to have that consistently throughout their entire 
time that they show up to my classroom. Yes, for me, it gets boring, especially in the secondary. If, if you're in a secondary classroom, you know, you may have like eight periods a day and you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. But remember, those kids only come to you a certain part of that day. So for them, it's not the same every day. They, they're not seeing that five times a day, okay? They're, they're coming to your classroom, and then they're going to the next and the next and the next. So your school, your classroom is going to be different from the others. And I did notice this the other day. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the routines for another classroom is to uh, the teacher allows them to have like sticky notes and they can take their sticky notes out and um, you know write down notes and jot down notes as uh, the teacher is like providing some kind of lesson well they like I never really had that in my class because I, I didn't I just it, it was something that I just it wasn't part of my my classroom you know, I, I didn't I didn't have that as a um, accommodation that they can utilize, and it's a really good idea um, for sure. I think that is something pretty cool that these kids can have some sticky notes. But what they started doing with these little sticky notes was they started um, making like finger claws out of them. Then they started shredding them up throwing them on the ground making little balls out of them and uh you know the the concept and the idea to have um to have a sticky notes out is great if you're taking notes but when it becomes a problem is when they're making claws and they're they're scratching each other because it's it becomes some kind of playful game and i get it you know, I understand, you know, I, we were all kids at one time. We would have done the same thing. I'm sure, I'm sure if even as adults, if we could get away with it and you're in a, a lecture and you're, you're bored, you know, you're going to do something like that as well. But, you know, even for something like that, that is not part of my routine, my daily routine within my class, that is trickled in from another classroom. So let's just take that example. When you have something like that, especially these kids go to multiple different settings a day, you're going to have to come back into your class and and re-explain those expectations. And it's very quick. You know, it's something that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time. But it goes back to the fact that, okay, you know, if you're going to constantly tell kids that, they need to um, sit down and be quiet, and you're constantly negative. Like, you know, you're still taking time out of your day to do that because that's some of some of the struggle is. Well, I just don't have time. We got to teach this this uh, this lesson, and I got to get this lesson done. Well, you know, if you're not willing to restate expectations and do it in a positive manner. And you're you're over there, you know, getting negative and and redirecting. 
it, it starts wasting time doing that redirecting. So I'd rather be proactive than reactive. So that's what I'm saying to anybody new into the field. Make sure you have routines established. Make sure you have expectations. And live off the voice level charts. Those are a must. Um, you know, even in the secondary level, they they work like a charm and reinforce those expectations. I hope you all have an awesome, amazing weekend. And I hope that you get something out of this. Um, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcast. Like, share, and if you know anybody as a teacher who needs to hear these messages, please share. Um, always, always, I'm always enjoying um, you all reaching out on Instagram um, to ask questions. And it, it, it provides good feedback for me and provides um, some things that I can talk about that I can share with you my thoughts and ideas about some of the the problems that you may be having throughout the school day. Um, we are we are on Instagram at Hardcore Behaviorist, Facebook Hardcore Behaviorist, and YouTube as well. Make sure you go check those out. And again, share, like, comment, and leave reviews. Y'all also have an awesome weekend, and I will talk to you soon. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them. Send them a text message, a DM, an email. Put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.